Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So I'm here today at Bar Shape with Ali, who is a Pilates and bar instructor and a wellness coach. Thank you so much for being here today, Ali. Absolute pleasure. I'm excited to be here. So I'd like to start by asking you, so you have a New Zealand accent, but just before we started the podcast, you said you were born in La Valois. So can you tell us a little bit about your origins, where you come from, and how you got here? Yeah, so it's quite funny, because when people here in Paris ask me where I'm from, I actually say, well, I am from Paris, or Le Valois, which is a suburb just on the um, outside of, of Paris. So I was born here because my parents were working here at the time. But shortly after I was born, we moved back to the UK, which is where my dad is from. And I lived in the UK until I was 10. And then my family thought it would be a fun idea to move to New Zealand, which is where my mum originally is from, just to, to see what life would be like over there. We were only going to stay for a year. 16 and a half years later, <laughs> I was still there. And I guess I always thought one day I would end up coming back to this side of the world. And I, I've actually made multiple attempts of moving back to the side of the world for various different plans that I had. And yes, so July 2018, I finally, finally did it. And I actually thought I was going to end up in the UK. But long story short, I ended up back in Paris in the, in, in the place I was born. So here yeah. I am now. Yes, yeah, so it's funny because my accent, I can't really hear myself, but people I think really struggle to to um, kind of pinpoint exactly where the accent's from I get asked all the time are you American are you South African are you English are you not many people get New Zealand first time they may say Australian and then I'm like oh no 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 <laughs> I would have thought Australian to be perfectly honest <laughs> but New Zealand UK Paris so you're a bar and Pilates instructor how did this all begin do you have a dance background so really my my childhood dream and what i trained professionally as originally was as a as a performer so music was actually always my my main thing if you like which i started when i was five i started playing the piano and i also sung and yes i did dance as well i also started ballet when i was really little and as i grew up i i thought yes music is for me i want to have a career doing some sort of performing so for a while that was that looked like becoming a professional clarinetist because I also played the clarinet and then it looked like becoming a professional opera singer which is actually what one of my degrees is in is in opera and then it turned into musical theater because that also incorporated the dance and more the storytelling um, element that I really enjoyed about musical theater and yes yeah, so I never really trained to be a dancer as such or yeah a professional ballerina but I did do a lot of dance classes as a child and dancing became when I did the musical theatre especially it became part of of my job I guess and, and what I what I trained to do I do work these days a lot with my, my colleagues for example at Barshape are all professional dancers so I, I'm a little bit different in the way that singing was actually my, my main thing. If I had to choose between singing, acting and dancing, singing, the music was actually my, my main focus. 
but somehow the m movement has become my my career now which is which is actually great and I do still sing if you come to my class I I sing my instructions sometimes so that's true <laughs> I never really put the two and two together but that's it, funny it's not quite the same as um as doing maybe a musical or an opera but um <laughs> but still I can I sing the final countdown of holding a, a pose that's true <laughs> it helps it helps get through it so how did you find bar shape and how did this all begin if you were your initial idea was to be a singer oh goodness this is a good question um okay so when I was 22 so this is one of the times that I was planning on coming over to the, this side of the world to London to come over and train at one of those really um well-established performing arts schools one of the famous ones where at the end of the year course you get a master's and then hopefully you get an agent to then put you on the west end that was my that was my goal so i came over to do some auditions in london and while i was there i was only there for two weeks doing these auditions i suddenly thought i don't want to do this anymore and that was for a number of reasons um, which could be a separate podcast altogether, I feel. But I just, I, I left London after those two weeks feeling really like, no, this is, this actually, even though this is what I thought I wanted to do my whole life, something to do with music and be on the stage performing, something is telling me that this isn't actually what I want to do. Now it's kind of crunch time. So I went back to New Zealand and I had some time to, you know, think about this because obviously this was like my whole life plan. Um, you know, I just, I just graduated from university. I did, like I said before, a degree in opera and I also did a commerce degree. Um, so I had these two degrees and I was, yes, I had planned to go over and do a master's in musical theatre. And so I came back to New Zealand and throughout university I'd been working, doing some music stuff, teaching, some performing, and then I also had been working in events. So my backup plan, because it's always good to have a backup plan, was totally. to go into events or arts management. So I kind of thought, okay, we're not going to do performing anymore. We're going to go full steam ahead with arts management and event management. But again, I'll just fast forward some time. This ended up um, not, not coming true, this, this kind of second plan. So I had started doing Pilates when I was 21 so just before I went to my last year of university and I really 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 loved it it was something that really spoke to me exercise wise I guess I found it it made sense and I think coming from some a dance background it it it, it, it kind of it wasn't dancing but it just I liked using my body that way, you know, I liked feeling the muscles working and the kind of flow of the exercises and everything. So I'd been going to that sort of religiously, spending all my student income on going to Pilates classes. <laughs> and so when I was in this sort of kind of limbo land time of not really knowing what I was going to do next, when I decided I wasn't going to try and do professional performing over in the UK, then trying to make the events life thing happen, I was still doing the Pilates and I got asked by the studio that I was going to if I would consider training to be an instructor. And I, and I thought, okay, well, this wasn't part of plan A or B. Um, I'm going to think about this. And I did some traveling because I'd saved up all this money to go to performing arts school. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take a bit of time out. I'm going to traveling and, and I did that. And I came back and went back to Pilates and this was still an option to train as an instructor. So in the end, I, I just thought to myself well it can't hurt to learn how to be an instructor you know we'll see what happens it's always a good 
you know, stringed my bow sort of thing. So I did the training and I started teaching and I soon was able to build up enough hours to stop working at the events place I was working at. And so I was full-time instructor. And then just all these sort of doors and windows started opening everywhere. So just other studios started to, to pop up. Different styles of Pilates were coming to New Zealand because New Zealand was actually quite advanced, I'd say. In turn, Australia and New Zealand are quite advanced in all the boutique fitness. So these little Pilates studios were popping up everywhere and I was, I was getting work everywhere. It was really exciting. And because I did have a dance background, people also were asking me if I'd do bar because it was kind of you know, a mixture of Pilates and dancing together. So I started teaching that and I'd always loved doing dance cardio and dance fitness, like 80s aerobics, because it reminded me of doing like musical theater and stuff. So, so that's, that's what I was doing. But what, what is interesting is actually the whole time I was instructor, I in New Zealand, I kept thinking, even though this is this is great, this is not my purpose. This is not what I'm meant to be doing. This is just the thing I'm doing, and and then eventually something else will come along. And so I kept trying to make other things happen. I even went back to university for a while to start another degree. I started a science degree, and I lasted six weeks. <laughs> so I didn't quite go through with that. Um, and and I was I was always on job seeking websites trying to find things that I thought I was meant to be doing. But at the same time, all these other opportunities for instructing kept coming along. Again, new studios kept opening. I got asked to do certain classes, to guest instruct for stuff. People asked me to do some talks. I trained as a wellness coach. I experimented a lot with different styles of, of Pilates-related exercise and, um, and wellness coaching and speaking and all, all this stuff. I guess it was kind of a sort of job soul searching kind of time totally. but it then got to the point where I really was ready to leave New Zealand because that had always been my my plan whether it was to do performing or not I, I did I did want to spend some time living overseas and so 2018 was was the year that I you know I was I decided that I was going to going to leave and I'd, I'd again got into a little bit of a funk, if you like, with the instructing thing. And I, I said to myself, you know what? I've had all these plans my whole life. I'm going to leave New Zealand with no plan. I'm not going to be an instructor anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm going to be a mountain guide up in Scotland. Maybe I'm going to work in a chocolate shop because I like mountains and I like chocolate. And I got on the plane to the UK and I arrived in London and I stayed at a friend's place for a week and then I hired a car and I drove the length of the UK in my little car and I went hiking during the day and at night time I'd be staying at hostels just on my laptop looking up um, random jobs <laughs> in the whole of the UK and also France because I did have this personal connection with France and even though I, I I didn't think I probably would end up in France because it's a little bit more complicated to move to France than it was for me to move back to the UK. I still thought I'd keep my options open. So I was looking throughout two countries, really. Any job, it was, it was quite a bizarre time. And being a type A perfectionist personality, this mucked with me quite badly. Oh yeah, totally, I'm the same way. Mm. But it also was, was quite good. It was a real challenge. It was like, how do I make myself feel really uncomfortable? <laughs> Let's just have no plan and just drive kind of aimlessly around the UK with my car by myself the majority of the time, meeting random strangers up mountains or in hostels. And, and um, yes, so that was very interesting. 
time of my life. Um, a lot of random crying went on and I was about halfway up the UK and I was really struggling with this lack of plan when a girl that I knew who'd been an au pair for a family in Paris had put a sort of ad, if you like, on Facebook saying that um, this family needed a new au pair because she was moving away and their, their new one had fallen through and they needed to be able to work in the EU and start within two weeks. And I looked at that and I said to myself, there we go, I'm moving to Paris to be an au pair. So I had to do a Skype interview and I got the job. And I moved to Paris to be an au pair, September 2018. Okay. Right, so here I was in Paris, living a different life, not an instructor life, I was living my, my, my new life and I was ready to embrace French culture and everything and just be in the city that I was born in and all that jazz. Anyway, I lasted as, as an au pair for five weeks before I had to get out of there. And we won't go into detail too much about that, but basically I just knew for my, my sanity I needed to leave. But, but as, as an au pair, you're given accommodation, obviously, mo obviously money, and you're given um, meals and everything, so everything's taken care of. So leaving that meant I left everything. I had no job, I had nowhere to live, I had, I had nothing. And about a week before I had left that job, I had gone to Bar Shape because I'd, I'd Googled like Pilates and Bar in Paris. And the industry definitely was in, in its real infancy. Uh, I mean, this was what was only like a year and a half ago, but so much has changed really since then, really? I feel. Yeah. And I, I'd found Bar Shape. It was the first studio that popped up on Google. So thank you, Google. <laughs> and um, I went along and I did the class and it was, it was really great. And... At the end, I just went up to the instructor, not to ask for a job, but just to try and make a friend. Because I thought, well, here's someone who does something that I, I, I like doing, so I'm just gonna say, hey, I'm Ali, I'm from New Zealand, and I, I'm an instructor too, or I was an instructor. And she, she said to me, actually, we're looking for a new instructor, you should message um, our boss, Geraldine. And I was like, oh no. I'm not going to be an instructor again. Like, no, 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 no. This wasn't part of the plan. There is no plan, but this wasn't part of any right. plan. <laughs> and I, I went home and, and in, into my kind of unhappy space at the time. And I thought about this and I thought to myself, well, you know what? You may as well just go along and meet her and see what happens. So I did. And she offered me a job. And... Uh, so, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And I think also because the au pair thing really wasn't working out, I, I just felt something, a gut feeling, if you like, again, said to me, you should take this job, even if it was going to be like four classes a week on the weekend, that was all it was going to be. So nothing to survive on really, but it was, it was just going to be like a little side hustle. So I left the, the au pair job with my little side hustle kind of sort of lined up. I was I still had to train for it in the bar shape method and everything, so I wasn't going to earn money for at least another, you know, m month and a half and I know where to live or anything. So I went through another like few weeks of of real um limbo being like, okay, well, hopefully I'm going to eventually end up with more work than four classes a week. Hopefully I'm going to find an apartment and uh hopefully I'm going to find some, you know, some more friends and everything like I don't know I just I felt like I had nothing but I knew I knew even though I felt I had nothing I, I also knew that I wanted to stay in Paris I wasn't done with Paris I wasn't ready to quit yet and I'm really glad I didn't because everything has turned out 
amazing now, if I look at my life now a year and a half later, but boy, <laughs> was it tough then and also the journey to now also has been has been tough. But that's how I found Barshape and got my job at Barshape. That's awesome <laughs> and totally unexpected. Um, I definitely want to touch on the fact that you're somebody that's for sure super approachable or to me gives off that Thank impression. <laughs> um, and also the fact that you know you're you have such an open personality and you're open to talk about things that you've gone through. Mm -hmm. um, I was particularly touched by your post today. Um, when you talked about, you know, working in an industry that's, you know, very focused on the body. And I think mm -hmm. that that's also so, um, you know, there's so much truth in what you say and a lot of people don't own up to that. And also being somebody that, you know, wanted to give up being an instructor. Um, how have you been able to kind of come to uh, terms with yourself in that way? Or how do you work on it? Because I think that that's something that even non-instructors it's something that everyone really struggles with a lot or not but more than not people who are come here and people that are interested in fitness and eating well and, and mm. all that kind of jazz oh, there's no there's no easy answer to this question but basically from my experience being here so after i i ended up getting an apartment getting this job at bar shape I then went through this, this period of being like so grateful for everything because I had the basics, suddenly I had a job, somewhere to live, everything was great. But a few months after that, I went through this sort of downward spiral, if you like, where the realization that I was an instructor again, just I was in Paris, kind of dawned on me. And instructors generally do not work, uh, you know, like the, the amount of hours, like an, uh, I want to say like a normal person would work if they had like a nine to five job, you know, say a normal working week is like, what, 36 to 40 hours a week, say, supposedly. <laughs> I know people work a lot more. Instructors normally don't work that much. Maybe they, they do more like 20, you know, give or take a few, and, or maybe they do more like private sessions and they work weird hours and all this stuff. So what was happening was at the beginning, I didn't work that many hours because I didn't have that much work to start with. So I had all this spare time. And this is actually the thing that I found the hardest being an instructor in New Zealand as well, where I had all this random time to myself, where I knew later on I had to teach a class, but I had all this time where everyone else was at work and I was just kind of like, I don't know, not doing anything. And some, for some people that might sound absolutely fantastic, but actually if you, you're not a millionaire and you don't have people to kind of share, you know, activities with or do things with, it actually can become really lonely. So I, I was in this, this sort of funk, again, I'm used to that word funk, um, where I wasn't working much and I still hadn't really built a, a community here. Like I did have some friends and I had like bar shape colleagues and everything and I was meeting people. But I felt like I, I wasn't really living this life that, I, I don't know, I told myself I wanted to live, which was a very purposeful, fulfilled life. And I look back at my time at school where I used to do like a thousand different extracurricular activities and I was academic as well and I was running around like a crazy person and I did too much, but I used to really thrive on being a busy person who did lots of different things that made up my life. And I really felt like since I had decided to stop the music performing route, I had not had that same fulfillment because I'd just, I'd just been going to a studio and teaching my hours and then I'd just sort of been like doing nothing with all this other, I want to call it spare time that I had because I knew I was capable of, of doing more. I just didn't know what that more was. So this affected me 
actually quite badly and so this is something that I have been very open about on social media is that I I I did develop an eating disorder and I started restricting my eating not intentionally it was never about me trying to lose weight but I went into this really sort of dark place in my head where I just felt really lost so so lost I felt out of control in terms of I I just don't know what where I want my life to go here I am in Paris but maybe should I not be here should I go back to New Zealand should I go to the UK I don't know and I I felt very lonely again because I spent so much time by myself and like my my actual legit proper day off is Monday who else has Monday off not many people um, so I just be hanging out <laughs> by myself being like what do I do today and I yeah I, I ended up I ended up losing losing a lot of weight and going into this very uh, yeah this very sort of dark place where I just was just really really lost kind of and like kind of wandering aimlessly around if you like so I I looked into lots of options because <laughs> uh, whenever you get into that sort of place I think you're like well I can just kind of sit here and just carry on or I can or I can get out of it again and I'm, I'm very much a doer so I was like right how do we get out of this of this place I was I would I should say at the same time I was I was in denial about my the way I was eating I if people brought it up with me and I know like my my parents for example in New Zealand were quite concerned people could see in photos I'd lost a lot of weight and I and I think everyone just assumed I was just working out heaps so I got lots of compliments about the fact I'd you know you could really see my abs and everything and so um, you know I, I just saw it I guess as um, a good thing good for my ego an achievement if you if you if you want to even call it that and but but I was I was so lost so I, I started doing these little things um, just to like take up time I do these things called Monday adventures where I choose a random place in France to go and I just get on a train and I'd go there and walk around and explore and put it on Instagram be like look this is where I am today and and sometimes it turned into actually going to different countries which is cool when you live in Europe just go on a plane and suddenly you're in Copenhagen or, or, or you know catch a train somewhere else and you're I don't know Germany Italy whatever so that that was that was really cool and so I was doing that but I but I, it gave me a lot of time to just think and thinking is I think sometimes a blessing and a curse like it's great but sometimes you can think too much so I'd just be thinking all the time like what am I doing what should I do I don't know I don't know I don't know I ended up creating some plans to move back to New Zealand and I actually even booked a flight which was going to be at the end of last year I, I thought you know what I think I'm going to be done with Paris by the end of the year I'm, I'm going to I'm going to move back to New Zealand because New Zealand is where all my problems are going to magically disappear mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which of course is not is not what happens you take your you take your troubles and your problems wherever you go but I think for me being in this like this dark place I, I felt like well if I went back to New Zealand I'm sure everything would be better and I, I looked at different career options again it was it was kind of like history repeating itself from a few years ago and I kind of was frustrated at myself because I was like how are we still in this in this in this place you know but what actually had been going on in the background is that I had been meeting people and I had been establishing a community and I went on holiday to Cyprus and Greece actually last summer 
to see my parents because they flew over for their, for their holiday and I met them. And when I came back to Paris at the end of summer, I felt like I'd come home. And this was a real turn, turning point for me because I had been so unhappy and suddenly I felt like I'd come back home because my friends were here and my community was here and obviously I've got the community of my colleagues and my clients at the studios I work at but also just all my gal pals that I'd made through, through classes and also through uh, just networking and meeting people and I'd use some apps, I'd gone on friend dates and everything. <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself, oh wow, oh wow, I haven't felt like this in a long, long time. And I said to myself, okay, well, we're going to give it a month and we're going to see if this is just a kind of temporary feeling of feeling like this is home and this is where I should be. And if, if it continues to feel good, then we're going to cancel the flight back to New Zealand. So as I'm still here, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the short version of the story is, yes, I, um, I canceled the flight. And actually from there, I, I, I woke up from what I'd been doing with my eating because I suddenly had become a lot happier and I realized what, what I had been, what I'd been doing um, were, were to my body and I knew that I had to put on weight. The doctor said my, my body wasn't functioning the way it should be and I was, I was underweight and everything and so I, I worked hard on that and this continues to be something that I, um, I'm working on and I, again, I'm quite open about sharing my, my journey with that because I think especially working as you said before in this industry I think it's something really really important to share especially especially um, with women um, but I what I decided to do is with with telling everyone about about the eating um, that my disordered eating is I decided to make something of it and I decided to start up something which has actually given me some more purpose and meaning to what I do and that's to start up a, a hot chocolate club <laughs> I noticed that <laughs> yeah and my hot chocolate club is called a rendezvous chocolat show which basically means like hot chocolate meeting appointment yeah. and and what it is is I love chocolate everyone who knows me knows I am love 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 chocolate and I don't drink coffee so whenever someone says let's meet for a coffee I'm always like yeah 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 but in my head I'm like hot chocolate um so what I decided to do was I wanted to create a little group really for women where we met up and talked about things to do with physical and mental health, so real talk. And while we did it, we consumed this wonderful chocolate show, hot chocolate, uh, which again, I, I wanted it to be like a wellness group that wasn't like, let's sit here and drink green smoothies. Right. Let's drink a hot chocolate and that'd be okay. And, and talk about all the things and the things that the, the wellness and fitness industries, kind of the pressures that they, they present to us, even what's presented on social media and, and as, as women as well and in the society today, like how do we, how do we feel about all of this? And, we, and each time we meet, uh, it's, it's normally a small group which works really well because I think when it's a small group people feel more comfortable about opening up and sharing and I always lead the, lead the conversation and there's normally a theme uh, such as maybe body image or anxiety or something like that and yeah we talk we, we just we just talk about it just really openly and you don't have to share your deep darkest secrets or anything personal you can just listen to someone else but I think it's been for me another way to really like build connection and community with with people who already were my clients or my friends and and just kind of take it to that next level where we 
yeah, we just kind of really break down these sorts of, I don't want to say taboo topics, but things that I think just should be spoken about more in an open, open okay. way. And all that being said, you only moved back here in 2018. It's not been that long. Yeah, I, I guess sometimes I, I don't think about things like in that way. I, I, I kind of am always thinking about what's the next thing or how do we achieve I the totally next thing. I totally 100% get that. But mm. I think it's important to always look back and just, you know, for anyone out there who's looking to do and follow their dreams, that mm. anything is possible. Um, I do want to finish with a couple of questions because this is a My Beauty Fuel Food Mm -hmm. podcast and I do want to know about your routines Mm -hmm. and about how you take care of yourself. Yes. So do you have a morning routine, something that you follow in the morning to get yourself going? So over the years, especially working in the wellness industry, I've experimented with many different things. You know, I've, I've hopped on the latest trend, I've done this, that and the other. And these days it's actually really, really simple, but it's something which I can do every day and that actually has a good like deal of flexibility with it it's not like I have to do five things and you know I have to do them otherwise I can't function so I've really tried to simplify it so for me it starts with drinking a huge huge bottle of water that stays by my bed and I drink that as soon as I wake up I feel like whenever I wake up I'm like super dehydrated and I drink this big thing of water and suddenly I like blossom like a flower like I'm like whoa it's so great so I drink that I then put on some music and it could be it could be anything it really just depends on how i'm feeling like it could be like i don't know some throwback from the 1990s or it could be um i don't know something really crazy or it could be some classical music if i'm feeling a bit maybe even i want to say sad maybe or just maybe not quite energetic some something classical to move to um but if i'm feeling like yes let's go let's rock this day then i put on my my funky beats and um have a little disco party and I just want to move. I just want to move around, have a little dance, groove a little bit, move my hips. Um, that's really it. And then, and then it's time to either go and teach a class or it's time to drink my hot cacao, <laughs> my hot chocolate. Um, I like to start the day with chocolate. So basically my breakfast can consist of as much chocolate as possible. So I, I normally have a hot cacao in the morning which is literally just like 100% chocolate or cacao powder. Um, that's like my version of coffee, because like I said before, I don't drink coffee. So that's my coffee. And then my breakfast is a uh, triple chocolate uh, protein porridge, mm. which, yeah, I know, right, triple chocolate, which, um, which I just get excited about every day to eat. Like when it's breakfast time, I just, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so excited to eat that. And, and that, that's that, sorry. What's in it? What's in it? Oh, my secrets. Um, no, you don't no. have to do them all. No, right? no, no, no. It's, a, it's, it's not that secret. I've, I've shared it quite a, quite a few times. So it's just, just you know, some oats. And um, I normally put a little bit of linseed in there. Chia works well as well. Um, so then there's cacao or cocoa powder. That's level one of the chocolate. Um, I then add in some pea protein, chocolate pea protein. That's chocolate number two. And then I, I mix it with, I don't know, sometimes just water or maybe some almond milk or something. And then on top, I top it with a whole lot of blueberries and dark chocolate, which then melts. If, if, I, if I cook it like porridge, because it works really well as like uh, breakfast on the go as well, like an overnight oats sort of thing. But if I have it at home and I, and I cook it properly and I put the chocolate in and then the chocolate melts. Like a dream. Oh, it is. It's so good, but it just it fuels me so well, and I'm just so happy. Like 
I think it's one of the happiest times of my day and like why not start the day feeling like so happy totally so so water um some little dancing around time and some chocolate inspired breakfast that's the way I start my day I love that <laughs> what about the end of the day ah the end of the day um so especially at the moment I, I teach quite a bit in the evening so I maybe finish work at like 8 or 8 30 during the week so after that I am only starving so I, I will eat dinner and then and then normally I will I will just head head home and do something just sort of sort of calm like maybe maybe it's just spend some time kind of I don't know on my on my phone look, looking at emails or messages um, to people responding to people I haven't got back to during the day and especially because of the time difference like with New Zealand for example if I want to talk to people in New Zealand that they're waking up now so maybe we're having a conversation with my, my parents or I don't know friends or something um, Reading, I'm really trying to read more. I've got a whole lot of wonderful books by my bed and I'm actually trying to be like, right, put the phone down, put the, pick the book up, especially when it's time to get ready for bed. Um, again, I might do a little bit of movement in my, in, my, in my apartment, put on some music and have a little bit of a, a boogie round while I'm kind of organizing myself, maybe food prepping for the next day, if, if I'm going to leave early in the morning or organizing, you know, active wear and then the normal wear if I'm going out for you know right. a long period of time and I need both the active wear and normal clothes um, especially in Paris we it's kind of not quite as chic to wear your active wear on the street though oh, I totally yeah. do it tucked into my hiking socks as well sometimes but um but I, I do try and also have the normal clothes um I also like to do things like maybe light some candles sprinkle some lavender I don't know just just make a real sort of calm environment because I spend a lot of time working and talking to people and that's great like that works for me so well I bring the energy but I think to balance that I need to also have that that real sort of chill time where I don't talk to anybody <laughs> and I'm just like yeah energy energy levels are really like not low but I want to say it's just very calm we're very calm right now and um, moving slower and, and everything like that and just yeah I love that Hmm. Just to take it down and not yeah, just just, like, just take it down because I can be I can be really quite like whoa whoa let's go, but yeah. it, but actually you can't it's not sustainable to be like that all the time no so um, yes yeah, so yes just try and balance gotta sleep balance like sometimes yeah. yes exactly and and I do find it hard especially when I have all these sort of ideas in my in my head about you know what what I could do for um, for classes or uh, or just random ideas that I have to do with to do with like a rendezvous chocolate show or all these new little ideas I have about I don't know just things I want to create and do and experiment with I do find it hard sometimes to switch off and so my mind at night time is like going brrr. Yeah. so I think the reading and the and the candlelight and the and the maybe like more classical music in the evening and the and the candle yeah the candlelight and the lavender all that stuff I don't know that's all just supposed to just chill me out a little bit and it sounds like it does it sounds like a good routine hmm. I, I need to get on that it's nice yeah. to take things down a notch at night. It is. I mean, I'd also love it if somehow I had like a personal like massage therapist who also great. would appear as well. That would be that would be amazing. That would be great. I totally second yeah. you on that. Um, so so working working on that. <laughs> um, to finish, I just want to know. Um, I would like to ask you, what is your key to success in life? Ooh, that's a very good question. So this comes 
again from someone who who especially as a teenager and young young adult used to really focus on success being a tangible thing like how many prizes have I won have I come first in a competition have I you know achieved this the and the other whereas now I think after all the things that I've been through and also after having moved to Paris and starting with nothing or being an au pair and then after that having nothing I think you really uh change your your um your perception on what success means and also like what being happy means as well and and I think for me I think it's just being I love feeling excited about my life mm. and that doesn't mean winning things or um yeah like any anything like that it just it's just about waking up and being like oh cool i get to do x y and z today see these people have lunch with this person things that are actually kind of simple or like the weather's nice today this is so great and actually looking at life more that way and even though i'm still very very ambitious and i still really really want to achieve certain things don't get me wrong and and i was talking obviously about triple threat pilates and and wanting more people to come for example like I still have all these all these goals and things I want to do but for me it's more about the experience. I guess it's more it sounds cliché but more about the journey as yeah. a, a, instead of the end the end like result like oh, I've got the certificate now we're done. It's no no it's like let's 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 build an experience and let's let's try and share it with people and for me uh, something which has been a real success has been this community thing that I've managed to establish here in Paris. For me that has brought me so much joy and happiness and uh I think that the more I continue to to grow that and to share um my my I don't know my my ideas with people and and just connect with more people that that that's that's absolutely awesome. So I think it's just yeah what designing a life that for me just makes me feel excited about I mean you don't feel excited every single day all the time that's unrealistic but just I want there to be most of the days where I'm just like wow I am so grateful for this life and I, and I and I don't use the word lucky because I've worked really hard for it and people go you're so lucky I'm like no 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 I am um, I I say people are like I'm blessed for x y and z reasons but actually I've worked really hard and so um you know I'm really grateful that these these things are happening but I've also worked really hard for them and yeah I love that thank you so much Ali oh thank you so much it's been a pleasure